Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? With today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. We'll start with uh, Merrillat Monday. James Merrillat, uh, fresh off the uh, press, is dropping it this morning at denversports.com. The Super Bowl shows that the NFL has an officiating problem. He writes, was it a terrible call? Maybe not if it was the first quarter of a preseason game. But with the Super Bowl on the line, it was nowhere near egregious enough that it should determine the outcome of the biggest game of the season. Everyone outside of Kansas City felt robbed. Just because we all felt like we were gypped out of a fantastic finish. Correct. That's another part of the debate, I guess. Should should we be looking at it as, hey, wait a minute, Super Bowl Sunday, we want to be entertained, we want to be captivated right to the end. You robbed us of that. Mm-hmm. Or should the game be called, in your mind, should it be called fairly? It should be called fairly. And yeah, you robbed us out of the opportunity to watch it go into potentially overtime or give the Eagles the ball back at the end. But see, that only supports my point because if you if you go into the final minutes of a, of a big game like this with the idea collectively as officials that you're going to swallow the whistle, no nobody's going to be upset with that. I, I've never really heard fans get upset with the idea or even players get upset with the idea that, hey, it's the final five minutes of the Super Bowl or Game 7 of the NBA Finals. The officials swallowed the whistles, and they let stuff go on both sides. I, nobody nobody has a problem with that. People tend to applaud that, both fans and players. You're letting the players determine the outcome. How did that Which work? Which is why I don't agree with your how, your assessment of this. How did that, that work in that game between the Rams and the uh, Saints, where clearly there was mm-hmm. a huge pass interference by Rupp on the Rams, and nobody got caught. Well, let me ask you this, Mark. What would you rather have a game decided by? A no call or a call like that? I would rather have the officials actually call uh, the game. That's not the question. Would you rather have a controversial call be a non-call or a call? Well, I... I don't think there's a difference. Oh, there's a big difference. No, there's. Well, how is it? How is because, it different? Well, it, well, it comes down to: Are you on the side of let the, the players, non let the players settle and throw the, the Saints out of a, a Super Bowl chance? The non-call screwed them out of a Super Bowl chance. Yes, it did. The call screwed the Eagles out of a chance to just at least possess the ball with a minute and forty-five left. But my point is, if you're going to have, if the officials are going to play a role. I'd rather they play a role in which they swallow the whistle. That that's all right. That, I, that I would, boils down to, okay. for me. I would rather have the officials not be waiting to have it corrected upstairs, and I'd rather them call the game the way they're going to 
establish the way you're calling it and call it that way. Again, like we talked about, you never stopped the Kansas City Chiefs one time in the second half. That's what cost you this game. You were up by 10. Never before happened. Ish. Ish. Not since the Atlanta Falcons. But see, we don't really count the Atlanta Falcons. They're not really part of the NFL. Right. So ever since the Falcons, it's not, it hasn't, it's never ever happened since the Falcons. How about that? As far as I know, as far as I know, it hasn't happened very often. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. The great Mark Schlereth. Nailed it. Cecil Lammy writing his thoughts on the Super Bowl at denversports.com. And he gets into how do you define a dynasty? Mm. Are the Kansas City Chiefs a dynasty? Patrick Mahomes was asked that question after the game. He immediately said, no, we got to win more. You seem to think they're a dynasty. Man, these are the kind of things you got to be careful of. These are the kind of things that even seven years into this still could get you knocked out of the circle. Bronco fans, Broncos country, I'm trying, I'm trying to fight against the idea of calling the Chiefs a dynasty, but Mark can't wait to call him a dynasty. He's throwing the D word around since 6 a.m. Mike, they've they've won 75 games uh-huh. in the last five years. Yes. That's 15 games a year. Okay. Obviously, that's inclusive playoffs. Yeah. 15 games a year. They've been to five straight AFC championships. Mm-hmm. They would have been to four Super Bowls in five years had it not been for D. Ford lining up offsides. All right. I don't want to talk about ifs. Okay. Three Super Bowls in four years and won two of them. Yeah. Only two. You can't. We, we ha, we've we already watered down so many things in this, this society today. Like, like superstar. Oh, my Lord. Have we watered down superstar to the point where you follow the people who, who follow the NBA and there's like 30 superstars in this league. No, they're not. There may be five, maybe. Stop watering down terms. Saying a team that's won two Super Bowls in five years is a dynasty, no. Let me that's ask you not this. enough. Let me ask not you enough. this. To me, to me, if you're going to talk about, you, you start talking about back-to-backs, okay? Mm-hmm. You, you got you to gotta have some back-to-backs in there. Or you got to have like three and five. Mm-hmm. Three and five. Two and five, no. It, they're, they're close, but they're not a dynasty. Let they're just a very, very good team, much to our chagrin. But they're not a dynasty. I'm not going to let you water okay. it down. If the Broncos, yeah. 96, 97, 98, mm-hmm. we don't lose to Jacksonville in 96, and we go to the Super Bowl, but we lose to Green Bay. And then we go back and win back-to-back Super Bowls, but we went to three in a row, right? one, two, or three. You're and not we a won more games than anybody else in a three-year period. Not a dynasty. It's a great run. It's a historic run. It's an amazing run. Well, what's the, de- the definition of a not historic a di- great it's run? It's not dynasty. Be a dynasty. Dynasty? dynasty to me is just you You only bring that out on rare, rare occasions. I'm not oh. going to let it be watered down. Dynasty. D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y. Dynasty. May I have the language of fortune, please? Dynasty. Um says right here, definition. May I have the definition, please? Definition of dynasty. This is... <clears throat> oh. A great or historic run. 
Exactly what Mike just said. Exact clip that Johnny. Exactly what he did. It's a great or historic run. Well, we obviously dynasty. Have, well, we have different definitions of okay. great and historic. So you're saying Webster's an idiot? Y- yes, and Miriam. Ooh. <laughs> See what I did there? Actually, I just made that up. I keep getting the Dynasty TV series. <laughs> oh, so you lied. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I see how you I lied. Well, you know. Uh, right. Ish, I've yeah. Been, hey, ish. I just, I didn't, why didn't Dynasty, oh, wait a minute, definition. Here we go. Okay. Yes, we're not talking about the. Okay, wait a minute. Colby's yeah. and the Carringtons. Right. I know. The <laughs> definition. Dynasty. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm. Here we go. Yeah, two four. Okay. Okay, a line of hierarchy rulers. No. Okay. What? Oh. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Succession of people from the same family. Yeah. No. 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 Similar no. bloodline. No. Struggling. No. no. Let's go down. Oh boy. Okay. Definition. Okay. Here we go. Mm. No. False rulers. All right. Just, just take the L, will you? Just no, admit I'm right. Wait, Come okay, on, here we go. Here we go. Uh. Oh, jeez. Come on. We got to move along. Struggling. All right. I'm going to go to the next one here. And then you, okay. when you get your death, we'll circle, no, we'll circle no. back. We'll it just circle, said, it just, we'll circle I, back. I, 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 the, the, horn, the horn just. I, I the, just keep saying Mark The horn right. just blew. The yeah. horn just blew. We're, we'll, we'll come back to it later. Okay. Uh, at denversports.com, Jake Shapiro writing that the Nuggets... Make a key pickup, bringing home a splashy veteran Ooh. guard. Ooh, Jake. Splash. That's, uh, that's a strong word to use yeah. for a guy that was uh, It was decided by the Los Angeles Clippers, who are a contending basketball team, that they were better off without Reggie Jackson, and they were prepared to move on without Reggie Jackson. Don't get me wrong. Reggie Jackson is a, a first of all, it's a great story. Uh, played high school ball at uh, Palmer. Mm-hmm. And has been a, a good, solid NBA guard for a long time. He's a... When we started talking about what the Nuggets needed at the trade deadline about a month ago, mm-hmm. I said they need a backup point guard. Uh, I mean, excuse me. Yeah, backup point guard and a backup big man. Right. And Calvin Booth, good job. He addressed both needs. And now you have Michael Malone's dream roster. Eight guys deep. That's all you're going to use in the playoffs anyway. Eight guys. They're all veterans. He doesn't have to worry about playing a young player. All veterans. So that's Michael Malone's dream. He's ready to go. The question is, did it change when Phoenix went out and got Kevin Durant? And when you look at the prospects of the Nuggets holding up defensively, did they need to add a bigger impact player, specifically somebody that can go out and guard out on the wing. Reggie Jackson's not a, a lockdown guy, defender. They all, they still on this team have only one wing defender that I can truly trust. That's Aaron Gordon. I don't worry about their ability to score. I like their depth. Love their depth. These are really good depth moves. But I just can't help but think yeah. that the Kevin Durant move changed things that what looked like good deadline moves a month ago don't seem as impactful right now. Hope we're wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think Reggie's averaging about almost 13 points a game, about 25 minutes or so a game. Um, 
you know, be, be an offensive help off the bench. Maybe take some. Maybe this is more about taking pressure off of Jamal, so you don't have to play him as many minutes coming down the stretch here. Because he's had that the opposite knee bothering him. So, I think it's a good move, Mike. I think it's a solid move. But again, we had talked about a wing defender. That obviously didn't happen. But yeah, I think it's. I think from a shrink the bench standpoint and play veteran players, it's a good move. How are we doing on that dynasty thing here? Anything? Yeah. Please said, tell me you have it ready to go because... It uh, said I was right. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Well, just you said, still didn't find the definition, did wow. you? Wow. Yeah, I, I found plenty of definitions. Now, yeah, it was all like czars in Russia, that type of thing. I know. It's... it's it's. Yeah. It's not the definition I was using, looking for. I mean, oh, yeah. man, these Chiefs fans. Evans, you suck. It is a dynasty. If the shoe was on the other foot, man, do I wish it was. And the Broncos had just had the run that the, the Chiefs had had. Chief fan would be yelling, no, it's not a dynasty. You've only won two. I keep getting just nothing but, like, the right. family dynasty. It just, you got it. A sequence of powerful you, leaders. You got to let it go. Of the same man. family. Struggling. That sounds gotta, about right. You got to let it go. Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes. Dynasty. Texture, put it per Josh into in Tacoma, Washington. Listen, staying to be a dynasty, you have to repeat or at least win three within five. Oh, wait a minute, repeat. So we won, we won back to back championships in Denver. That makes us a dynasty. Yeah, but you only did it for two years. Great. That's what how you. That's what repeat is. See, you do it one year, <laughs> and then you do it another no, year. I wasn't. You repeat. No, no. Uh, that's true. Good play there. Well played. Touche. No, I'm saying to be called a dynasty. I don't even need to find the definition <laughs> no, of repeat. No. Repeat, you got. You had that one. I was all over. You got over that repeat. one right. You got that one right. Repeat was easy. Yeah, you got repeat easily. Dynasty, yeah, dynasty, definitely. I've got. I'm all through the all these. Definite. I'm not going. We 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 water down too many terms in sports these days. Mm-hmm. We throw we throw superlatives around way too easy today. Not gonna. If you want to call that person a superstar and this person a superstar, fine. You go right ahead. But you're watering down the term. There, there's only, there's like three or four legitimate superstars in the NBA today. That's it. But, of course, ESPN and we'll, we'll tell you there's 25. There's, there's not. So I'll ask the question. Do you view the Chiefs as a dynasty? Let us know. And Chief fans, stay out of it. Uh, God, you're annoying. Really, you are. I never thought I'd say this. Chief fan is way more annoying than Raider fan. Way more annoying. You think? Oh. Oh. Aggravates the stew out of me. See Mahomes' brother, by the way. No. Oh, dancing around on the field afterwards, doing TikTok videos. No, God, please, no. Mahomes was doing the uh, interview uh, after the game with the ESPN guys. Yeah. There's, I think it's Jackson dancing in the background. You know he's so embarrassed of him. He's so embarrassed. But he just, it's his brother. Does he, is he? And he just, he just tolerates it. But you know he's so, so embarrassed of that kid. See, so yeah, like, he just Patrick Mahomes' brother or is I don't know. Look him up. 
Yeah, such I, a tool. I've seen him do some stuff. That's such a tool. Now, can you get paid for being Patrick's brother? Does that? Well, yeah, he's uh, he's a uh, influencer. Oh, yeah. Maybe Patrick should just double whatever he gets paid being an influencer to have him be a non-influencer. So that's what's going on at uh, DenverSports.com. What did you make of uh, Russell Wilson's? Do we have the whole minute? I think it was about a minute long. Russell Wilson finally addressing um, the, well, well he, he didn't address, didn't address it. it. He no, didn't he didn't address, address it. it. I was going to say, he, he didn't. He, it was classic. In was his a- mind, he was addressing it. But instead of addressing the controversial part of it, instead of uh, addressing the uh, negative claims, and, and perhaps even some uh, punitive uh, penalties that could be coming down the road here uh, for him and his team, he just uh, chose to approach it the way that Russell Wilson uh, approaches things. Here it is. This means the world to me, has meant the world to me, and forever mean the world to me. I just got to say something, you know. For our YNIU Foundation, over the past eight years, we've been so freaking blessed to meet so many amazing people, so many amazing kids along the way, and to be able to also partner with some amazing, amazing brands. And uh, with those partnerships, we've been fortunate to be able to drive over 10-plus millions of dollars uh, for pediatric cancer and to, for education and for hunger prevention and so much more. That Those are the things that haven't really been highlighted and talked about. But I just want to highlight those things right now because because of those direct you know, partnerships and relationships, that money going directly to those in need, immediate need. And it's been an amazing journey to see the smiles on so many kids' faces and so many people's faces along the way. And I just want to highlight that, those kids, everybody else. And I also want to highlight the fact that we're going to keep learning, we're going to keep growing, we're going to keep getting better, but also, too, we're going to keep serving. And that's what I'm excited about is for those partnerships, for those relationships, and for me and Sierra to continue to serve and to make a difference. So why not you? That's right. You didn't answer anything that people are asking about. No. We know, look, throughout all of this, I've never once changed my opinion of, of, of Russell. I, Russell Wilson genuinely cares. I don't think he's a con artist. I don't think he's a grifter, okay? Mm-hmm. I think he genuinely cares. I think his, his heart's in the right place. But the fact is, this is damaging. It looks bad. And when the tax documents are there to prove it and and your only response to all of it is to have a mouthpiece from your foundation come out and say, well, we actually donate all that money to Safeway Albertson and they're the one that gets all the tax credit for it. We don't just why I want to root for this guy, but it it makes it difficult at times with his inability to just. Read the room, dude. Just it, be honest. Yeah, it's like that was a classic deflection technique. Don't answer the question or deal directly with the criticism. Let's talk about all the good things we've mm-hmm. done. So, you know, that's one of that's one of those situations where I don't know who's in his camp, but somebody in the camp needs to say, hey, man. We need to address this. And all you have to do is say, hey, here's all the good things we've done. Obviously, we've come under scrutiny, which, you know, I'm responsible for. So I'm going to look at this. We're going to address it. And we're going to fix this situation. Now, he kind of said it at the end. 
we'll keep getting better. We'll get better. Just like you would talk about the yeah. offense every yeah. week. Yeah, we'll we'll score more touchdowns. We'll keep yeah. working at this. Keep working on this. You just got to keep believing. Best believing, days are ahead. Believing it, believing it. Yeah, believe Best it. days are ahead. Right. I've been through worse. Right around the Ups, downs, I'll come out through. We're going to be right. fine. I heal quick. I don't know if it's yeah. Wolverine blood it's or what. It's Wolverine blood. I appreciate, like, I appreciate, and he has, man. He's spent the time at the children's hospitals. He's done a lot of stuff. There's no question. He's done a lot of good. There's a lot of good. Just saying, man, you know what? For whatever reason, this, you know, came to our attention. It's It doesn't look on the... Outside doesn't look like what it should look like. We're going to fix it. I mean, how hard is that? Texas, what do you guys think about uh, Travis Kelsey constantly saying no one thought they would win? They were literally the favorites to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And they that, were. But you would, at least in the, maybe the line, the Vegas line didn't necessarily say it by kickoff in the Cincinnati game. But they were an underdog last yesterday mm-hmm. at kickoff. But the, the public, but the public perception was they were underdogs in these last two games. Yes, they were. Burrowhead, all and, that stuff. And myself and, and a lot of people picked the Philadelphia Eagles. So, you know, I, I mean, you can say, you, hey, you, can, you can make up whatever in your mind you want to make up about being disrespected and all that stuff, and it works. So, good for Travis. Do you think it helped them? Seriously, do you think do you think they're, they're Super Bowl champs in part because they used a legitimate chip mm-hmm. on their shoulder? We're disrespected. Everyone's talking up the Bengals. You, you've always said it doesn't matter a whit once you kick it off. Right. But there is a during the week. Yeah, there's, a prep, there's no question that it helps you in your preparation. No question. And um, I think the other thing that helped, and I was on a show with Nick Wright, and he was talking about this, and I think he's 100% right. I think that loss to Tampa was probably a great learning mechanism for Andy Reid. And, you know, we're always learning lessons in life. Life has a way of, you know, once you solve one problem, and one thing I know about problems is you solve one, there'll be another to take its place. That's life in general. I think the Bible actually, I think there actually is 110 references to trouble in the Bible. 110 times. You will have trouble. You will have trials. You will have tribulation. You know, there are 110 references. It's a, it's a biblical promise. You're going to have issues. But I think Andy Reid actually learned from the what I called football hubris when he refused to run the ball against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they lit up Patrick Mahomes in pass rush. I'm telling you, Isaiah Pacheco, and this is another reason why you don't invest in running backs. That dude's a seventh rounder. Mm-hmm. That dude is special. That dude runs... Like he's worried for his job, every single play. What a well, like what a special player he is, and he was phenomenal. He came away like fifteen carries for seventy-five yards. I think they had about two hundred and fifty, or excuse me, one hundred and fifty yards rushing. They remained balanced and kept the Eagles kind of a little bit off kilter 
from the ability to just kind of pin their ears back and rush the passer. I think Andy did a great job, and, and the enemy did a great job game planning that. Isaiah Pacheco, somebody, Cecil Lammy was banging the table for the Broncos to draft. Oh, yeah. But you know who they got instead? The Washington kid. Yes. Yes. That's where Cecil was on. We got Washington. So good job, Cecil. Now, about that endorsement of Paxton Lynch back in the day. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks without their shirt on. Mm -hmm. Oh, pop that up. I need to play that. Play it. Play it. There it is. Paxton's on a USFL roster. Is he now? Spring football coming. Wow. Right down the track. Can't wait. I'd like to do some of those USFO games. Sure, why not? I know. Why yeah, not? you'd be great at that. You'd be awesome. Might have to make a few phone calls. <laughs> okay, get right on that. Get your agent to work on that. Coming up, Rex Ryan mm-hmm. as your defensive coordinator? <laughs> now that that's actually starting to grow on me. And was the Sean Payton Russell Wilson dinner a good thing? That's next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bath Fitter. Bath Fitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. You're going to need a bigger boat. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' big story of the day. Why is this that you're so... You're so... Big. Here's Schlereth and Evans with this morning's biggest story in Denver sports. Big is big. Big is huge. So Sean Payton uh, talked and interviewed Rex Ryan. Yeah. For the defensive uh, coordinator position. I look at it two ways. From an entertainment standpoint? Oh, my goodness. Rex Ryan? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Sexy Rexy? Love it. But Mark, this is a guy who's not been a coach in the NFL since 2016 and has not been a defensive coordinator in the NFL since 2008. Right. And you want him to step right in, having been out of the game that long, to go up against the likes of Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and the other quarterbacks that are going to be on their uh, schedule this year. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Ask me too. Sean Payton hasn't been an offensive coordinator since 2005. Does that scare you? No, because he's been calling the plays all this time. Yeah, Rex was calling the plays all that time until 2016. So the old 2008 not being a defense coordinator, like, okay, that's, you know, ooh, scary. No, it's not scary. And, yeah, he's been out for a while, but that dude is – that dude is solid. Here's what I love about Rex, man. Rex, to me, is a bit like another guy I absolutely love, and that's Wink Martindale. Bottom line. Yeah, you love yourself some Wink. Bottom line, you're going you're gonna to lose a few games because of, you know, some calls that he makes. But at the end of the day, when the game is over, you know that other team is walking out bloodied. And you are going to be, you are going to err on the side of aggressiveness and you're going to win a lot more than you lose with Rex Ryan calling plays. It's what I always loved about Rex. What is his style? Okay, Rex Ryan defense is what? 
There's ne- there has never been a down that they won't bring pressure on. They will pressure you. They're going to count on being able to cover on the back end. They're going to count on being able to create turnovers. They're going to get, you're going to break down your protections based upon formations and the way you, you know, the way you slide and the way you do things. And they are going to hit your quarterback. And I don't know where he ranks, you know, when he was orchestrating the Baltimore defense or when he was orchestrating the Jets or when he was doing all that stuff. But I just know, man, there was never a down where they wouldn't all, all of a sudden be playing zero and just heating up your quarterback. And I know that sometimes you're going to, you know, sometimes you're going to give up a big play every now and again. Would you rather give up a big play or see what uh, the Vic Fangio-style defense did in Philadelphia in the second half? The Super Bowl. I wish Vic would have consulted for Kansas City in the Super Bowl. We'll be celebrating the Eagles right now. Look, I've always been a Rex Ryan fan, and, and there were there were a couple times here when the Broncos were looking for coaches post-Gary Kubiak that I was I was pushing for, for Rex because I, I think Rex was, uh, was, emphasis, was a terrific coach. Yeah. My concern is, is that you're telling me six years of, of – being in TV and not coaching and doing the amazing race and mm. getting lap band surgery and all that kind of stuff, that he could step right back into it? If if you are 100% confident that Rex Ryan could step right out of the TV booth and right into the offices at Dove Valley as the defensive coordinator and be ready to roll by the time the season's, then then say it. Yeah. You believe that? Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. There is no doubt in my mind. Now, obviously, there, there will be... As you're putting your program together and you're doing that, there are going to be some, you know, some changes and some things that you're going to have to go through in like OTAs and all that stuff. But there is no there's no question that I would have a lot of faith in Rex being able to do that. He's done it for a long time. If you subscribe to the idea that you, you never really forget <clears throat> sure. and it comes back to you fast. Mm-hmm. OK. All right. I'm warming. I'm warming to it. You're. Again, let me reiterate, you are not concerned at all that he hasn't coached in six years. No. Not at all. Listen, I I've never I've never coached an offensive line. But I'm telling you right now, there is no question that I would be great at it. <laughs> Zero question. Where, where is it? Where is it? What am I looking for? That is not where am I what am I looking for? Here? Hyperbole or that's not Oh, that's not hyperbole at all. That is just incredible humility. Yes, there's that that isn't it's not about being humble. <laughs> I'd be phenomenal. Oh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. I, the great March that's, that's the one I was looking for. First and foremost, because one of the biggest issues one of the biggest issues is nuance. Dude, I know how things are coached. I also know why things don't work. Because I've had the experience of doing it. And, like, not to toot my own horn, but I'm going to. No, because you haven't done any tooting of your horn lately. Inconceivable. Dude, I used to, I used to meet with Alice Gibbs 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the training room every morning. Going through how we wanted to block things. Going through the schematics. Now, putting a practice plan together, what we're going to do individual and all that kind of stuff. You know, there there would be some things and there would be some... Like I know what I'm I'm not good at. 
Like, hey, we, what do we want to attack? Like, from a game planning standpoint, what's our premium look based upon the defense? Do we want to attack a three technique? Do we want to attack the two technique? Do we want to attack the bubble? What do we want to, like, where do we want to attack a defense? What's the weakness of the defense? That would, that's stuff that, you know, I let the coaches decide what they're going to do. And so that would be stuff that I would have to learn to, you know, I know how to get it done. I, uh, that would be stuff that I would have to kind of see what the philosophy is and how we want to uh, address that. But when it comes to coaching nuance and doing all that stuff, that'd be tremendous. Texture says we already have one media whore. We don't need two. So you'd rather have happy, happy, joy, joy, young coaching staff, inexperienced mm-hmm. coaching staff that was fun and everything like that instead happy, of happy joy, joy. instead of uh, two coaches between Sean Payton and um, Rex Ryan who have between them, what, 30, 30 years of uh, mm-hmm. coordinator and head coaching experience? Right. And by the way, they, they're, they're outgoing, their personalities, they're, uh, they're going to tell you what they think. Uh, instead of people coming out and saying, oh, I can't hate the Raiders. I've only been here a short amount of time. Every game's a rivalry. Sean Payton already in his first press conference gave us a breath of fresh air. You don't think Rex would bring it too? Yeah. There is no, there is zero question. Plus, you're hearing from Rex once a week, right? Unfortunately, and, yes. And, and Sean. Only be once a week. And Sean is, you're not getting... Sean Payton, the media guy, right. doing Fox television. You right. get Sean Payton, the head coach. Two entirely different people. All right, you talked me into it. All right. The fact yeah, that I you gave, gave a great point when I gave you the Sean Payton hasn't been a coordinator since 2006. That got you a little bit since 2005. I could see it in your face. You're like, dang it. No, that went right over my head. No, no. You, that went right over listen, my head. Nothing I'm, is going over no, that right head. No, right now. Zero. <laughs> zero is getting over that head. Huge. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, Uncle Rico couldn't throw it over no, that head. Nope, nope, no. That went over my head because I'm just I'm thinking about Rex now. If you have zero concerns about him being able to step in <clears throat> and pick up where he left off, because there is no doubt this guy is a terrific defensive mind. Look at what he won with with the Jets. Mm-hmm. He went to two AFC championships. two AFC championship games. With Mark Sanchez, mm. they won four road games with Mark. Sa- four road playoff games with Mark. They knocked Sanchez. the Patriots out yes. of the playoffs. Inconceivable! The one guy that actually stood up to Bill Belichick said, "I'm not going to kiss his rings." Man, after watching, I nearly cussed. But if after watching um, kindergarten level type coaches, you know, it's just been. Amateur hour around here for years. You're telling me that I'm going to have Sean Payton and Rex Ryan as my head coach and defensive coordinator? Let's do this. All right. Let's make it happen. I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. All right. Textures, what do you think? 303-713-1043. Is it a good thing that Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are trying to get on the same page? Or should Russ be uh, keeping a little healthy distance from his head coach? That's next. Reaction Monday, presented by Superbook.com. Here's Schlereth and Evans.
we saw a lot of uh, TV Sean Payton over the last uh-huh. week. He came here for the press conference. Then he went back to doing TV for the weekend, and we saw a Sean Payton TV guy that rubbed some people the wrong way. Our very own James Merrillat, and it wasn't just James, because I saw this from other other folks, too. Mm. Man, we already have one guy in our quarterback who craves the limelight. Now our coach does, too. And we saw Peyton, big part of the pregame show yesterday, including doing his predictions alongside Rob Gronkowski. Coach, how did we both end up in an orange tie and blue suit? I swear, I sent my gray suit in. It's my doing. It's probably a little over the top. I got a I got a, a job at the Broncos for you. No training camp. You're eight touchdowns shy of 100 touchdowns. I think I can get you that. And, and might be able to talk to the Walton Penner family about calling us the Denver Broncos. Guys, guys, we need your pick. Hurry up. Wait, oh, oh, I'm picking the Broncos. No, no, no. They oh. need the game picks. Eagles by seven. I've got the Eagles by ten. Kurt, back to you. That is some great, just awesome. authentic, unscripted Oh, that was TV right there. That was completely unscripted. They just they they didn't even know the cameras were rolling. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, they're probably like forming. They're probably having Russell's team <laughs> put together an apology <laughs> right now. Don't acknowledge Ooh. it. <laughs> that was to use a word that we've used a lot this year. Mm-hmm. That was cringy. Yeah, that was cringy. That was a little cringe to it. Oh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. There was a lot to it. First of all, let's, I guess, look, let's look at that from, a, a, I guess, a potential news story. Does Rob Gronkowski want to play any more football? Is he completely done? Um, I think. I mean, he's already retired twice. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think he's done. Dude, that dude is... What's left, right? Uh, what are you going to do? Do you want to hold on long, too long, like your buddy Brady did? <laughs> hold on. I knew. I knew. I knew. I knew. It wasn't an oh, really moment, but I knew the moment I said that. I couldn't wait for the look. And all of a sudden, your eyes just got like you. They got knit. The eyebrows got knitted together like what? Yeah. I love Tom With Brady. great consternation on your face. You're like, what, what, why are you saying that? Oh, Brady could come back and play for the Niners right now. I think Rob is having a lot of fun being Rob Gronkowski. Boy, was that kick of destiny. Boy, did that fall flat. Somewhere out in the, literally out in the desert. <laughs> I thought they were going to do it in the stadium, like during a break, during the third quarter or something, like that uh, cheesy uh, Dr. Pepper throw footballs right. in the in the thing type thing, but no, they were out in the desert somewhere, and it was the kick went up, missed it, and that was it. Very anticlimactic. Very, I, very, I very. I didn't even understand what was supposed to happen. If he made it, you could win, or I, I think I even don't if you had missed it, you, you could still win. I, I don't, I don't know. Who knows? I really would, but you don't think Gronk's no coming back to play for the Broncos? I don't think so. That was just a shtick, as we call in the biz. Yeah, I think it was. Shtick. Yeah, I think. Well, I think it was, it was, I mean, it was honest. It was, uh, you know, Sean Payton, head coach of the Broncos, trying to recruit a player. Yeah. Hey, if Dion can do it, apparently collusion doesn't exist anymore no. in the world of sports. We can well, just he's go retired. On, he's officially can, retired. We can just so. go on any, yeah. 
So you can ask him to come back and play. Yeah, I don't think Rob Gronkowski's coming back to play for the Broncos, but it was good TV shit. Are you worried at all uh, that, that Sean Payton is, uh, he's gotten a taste of TV, liked it, still wants to coach, mm-hmm. but he's going to bring some of that look at me no. promoting social media, hashtag Buckham. No. That we all got well, worn out last year on, and we're well, going to get it from our head coach? What he said... What he said in his press conference is what you're going to get. And you know what I'm talking about. It's uh, we need more anonymous donors here. Not look at me, dudes, but anonymous. That dude is a worker, man, and uh, he's in charge. I'm not worried that you're getting TV, Sean. You're getting head coach, Sean. He'll be fine. Russell Wilson uh, met up with Sean Payton. Mm Mm-hmm. For dinner. Did they go to dinner or were they just at the same restaurant and took a picture? Do you know? No, because no, no, they, they, Peyton talked over the weekend about what, what they discussed oh. at dinner. Okay. It's been suggested, <clears throat> DMAC, that uh, Russ needs to be spending more time with his uh, teammates and less time with uh, Sean Peyton. That this doesn't help his image as somebody who's uh, above above the rest of the team. I I, I couldn't disagree more. There's nothing more important than the relationship between a a head coach and his quarterback, especially when that head coach is going to be the uh, main offensive guy. So after the season that Russell Wilson just had, I I want them to be hanging out. I want them to meet as much as possible. I think it's it's crucial. I don't think it's a problem. I think it's crucial. That's my opinion. Yours? Yeah, let me ask you this. How much time did uh, Drew Brees spend with his teammates off the field? I'm not. I'm not sure. Didn't follow the Saints that closely. You you can speak to that. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. No. I mean, he spent a lot of time with his head coach and a lot of time preparing and played really well. But I don't know. I don't know how much he spent. How much time he spent? You know, hanging out with the guys. And, and, you know, I'll be honest with you, late in Elway's career, early in Elway's career, you know, he was with the guys all the time. Late in his career, like when I was here, Elway wasn't coming out with everybody. He wasn't. It, and that and it's fine. There's a difference between being relatable within a locker room and then hanging, every, hanging out with everybody outside the locker room. Like, as you get older, you have responsibilities and family and all that kind of stuff. You don't have to hang out with everybody off the field. You have to go to dinner with everybody three nights a week or whatever. That's that's a bunch of garbage. You're professionals. But inside the locker room, on the day-to-day, you got to be relatable. What's what's the, the one word that we have heard over and over again when it comes to Russell Wilson and Sean Payton? What's the word? Grease? Grease. Grease is the word? No. No. Oh. Fix. Oh, fix. fix. Okay. If fix. Russell, whatever dialogue you want to use, to, <laughs> you hot snot. What do you think of the Travolta? Yeah, that's right. It just bounced into my head. Grease is the word. I thought it was pretty cool. You that know? you heard, that's probably why it popped into my head. I liked it. It's it was fun. It's kept me. Yeah, I mean, it was memorable. Yeah. But what was the whole different 
Yeah, dialogue. You got to fix Russ. Sean Payton's being hired to fix Russ. Fix Russ. Sean Payton, if he can come in here and fix Russ, Russ should be open to the idea of Sean Payton trying to fix him. Fix, 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 fix. If 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 the whole theme of Russell Wilson and Sean Payton is fixing Russ, then I want them to be joined at the hip. Dinners, film sessions, go on vacation together. I don't care. I want Russell Wilson to be with Sean Payton nonstop. Mm. There'll be time for Russ to be one of the guys and develop that part of his robot persona. But right now, I need him just soaking up like a sponge, whatever Sean Payton has to tell him. I'm 100% with you. And Sean will give him some great advice in those situations on how to connect and what needs to happen and, you know, again, like like we talked about, being an anonymous donor. Um, yeah, I, I think all that stuff, I think all that stuff happens. Again, we're, we're just going to have to see, but, but Sean, you know, has an awareness about him. He gets it. All right. They're not a dynasty. Sorry. Dynastic. No, they're not a dynasty. Oh, yeah. Said you really want right there, dude. You practically said, Why it. do you want to do things that are going to get you knocked out of the circle? Why you're going to have to write a new letter? <laughs> Mostly just like to irritate you. Oh, it doesn't irritate me. Oh, it does. Well, maybe a little bit, <laughs> but not as much as me saying, Don't say it. <laughs> do not say it. We're just going to move on. All right, all right, go to the players. Though. All right, all right. We're done. Yes, the players club is uh, coming up. Nate Jackson's in there. He's ready to go. He's mm-hmm. chomping at the bit. He's going to tell you whether or not that was a call that should have been made. Oh, he's got thumbs up. All mm-hmm. right. We'll uh, hear about that with the Players Club coming up next. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 